Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Wet your teeth. Make sure your teeth are wet. That's how that's mm. you get the best mm, words yeah. with wet teeth. You gotta lube the teeth. The wetter your teeth, the better your speech. Yeah. Hi everyone. Hello everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watch what? If. What if? AKA the F word, depending on the country you are in. Because movies. Oh, that's are right. Weird. Yeah. The MPAA is weird. That's, that's who's weird right now. I'm going to give you my number. We should hang out. Yeah. My boyfriend will be worried about um, what happened to me. So, friends? Yeah, why not? Okay. Friends. Is this always how you make friends? Like it's a business deal? Yeah, actually, mm. it's just my style. Okay, it's quite unnerving, but it's good. <laughs> Where was this called the F word? I don't know. I think um, probably uh, fucking England. I'm really, or like Canada, maybe. I ain't Googling it. I just know it was, it was yep. called the F word. And then the MPA was like, that could mean fuck. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, that's the joke, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right. You it's, Cana- it's a Canadian film. It's a Canadian film. Oh, yeah. It's it takes place Canadian. in Toronto, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. A uh, big thank you to Harris and Millie. Thank you. Harris and Millie were the ones. Uh, people are going to notice a pattern with this in the next we just watch. And weirdly enough, they are not, they did not coordinate with the future person who made us watch horns. We're just having a weird Daniel Radcliffe uh, marathon. A real Radcliffe weekend for us. Yeah. Romantic Radcliffe. Um, But thank you, Harrison Millie. Uh, I didn't know this movie fucking existed. It's from the director of goon. Uh, Oh, all right. Yeah. It's apparently the first, according to him, it's the first Daniel Radcliffe film that takes place in contemporary reality <laughs> that he's in, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me. Is that real? Is that true? I think because if you remember, he like he got big and then he did the like Harry the woman Potters. in black. So yeah, they did the woman in black, which is like old timey. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like he was like, eh, it's great to just like get uh, get to a set and just get to be like a <laughs> like a regular person. Not have to do a bunch of bullshit. Um and I can understand that. This is a romantic comedy. It is, Dave. Um, it is. Because there's, there's, there's smooches and chuckles. Yeah. Um, and it also has Adam Driver in it there. It sure does. Playing a real Adam Driver type character. I know. Uh, it's of a time. It came out in 2013. It feels like it takes place earlier. Like he has an iPhone 1. Yeah. Did, did I see that? Yeah, so it it felt like it gave me like me in my twenties vibes, like the fridge magnets. That was like, oh my god, right? For oh, fridge yeah, magnet right. Art, this is like this poetry. is like yeah, this is like feels like perks of being a wallflower garden state. Yeah, uh, is, type is era. Can- is Canada Nick and Nora's just- infinite playlist? Are they just, is Canada a little bit behind? They're like 10 like, years behind permanently, yeah. like Nebraska is two years behind in South Park. Exactly, yeah. 
Um, Maybe you I don't know. Movie? I actually really liked this movie. I thought it was. Me too. I thought it was pretty damn charming. Yeah, me too. I want to talk about why this movie is good because I think it is a good movie. Um, I think because when you look at the broad strokes of this movie, it is fucking one of millions of movies like yeah. this, right? Yeah. It's about a two people and they're just friends, but what if they weren't? Will they? Won't they? Um, there's the other guy, the boyfriend, who's a dick. There's the friend, he's the a, funny friend. He's a little bit of a dick. I appreciated them not well, making them go maximum dick. Exactly. That's what makes this unique, I thought. Because like it has all the pieces, right? But it right. does it's it a bit like, differently. A bit like Sleepless in Seattle in that way, where Meg Ryan is with Bill Pullman. And he's a bit of a magoo, but he's a really good guy. So it's not they don't yeah. do the easy tropey thing where it's like oh well her boyfriend's a scumbag like, well then why is she dating him yeah but this could be any film like plot right. wise this sure. could be an adam sure. sandler film yeah of this course. is a million films this is the plot this- of most ro- not most but uh, more than half romantic comedies i'm willing to bet have a, a plot that's very similar to this right um and it's got all the ingredients and in fact it has still all the beats where it's like the airport shit and like the you know is she gonna leave is she gonna pursue her career is he gonna chase her somewhere what makes this movie stand out unfortunately it probably doesn't stand out on paper you know but when you watch it it's that it it's just a very fucking well done version of that that i don't it kind of doesn't subvert it it doesn't wink it's not meta no, it's just a well done it, version of it yeah, and it doesn't do the irritating shit. Like you just said, Ben, the boyfriend, is he's a dick, but he's not like... He's not a the m- easy, monster, yeah. The he, easy way out is she catches him like cheating on her, right, but it's not do like, that. It's not like Glenn Gulia and the Wedding Singer. Like, he's, he's, a, exactly. he's a bit of a dick, but he's not like a piece of shit. Yeah, I do wish he was nicer, honestly, because I think the more... the one The one thing is like they've been together five years mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like you don't feel that as much with their no relationship. not really that's that's you generally a problem in romantic comedies with this setup that I, in that i've seen is yeah they really sort of have to paint the existing relationship in very broad strokes yeah because because you want to because it's not the relationship that matters it's the one between the two main characters yeah exactly and but like it's the price, right? It's that thing that exactly. yeah, a lot of these movies want to shy away from, which is like, you have to break someone's heart and it, the movie wants us to hate that person. Uh, but like you said, they don't slather it on, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. They, um, so the movie starts at a party. There's the fridge magnet poetry art that people our age probably remember. I really sure like the party vibes. Again, it really gave me that like, oh, I'm in my twenties. Yeah, this is feeling. a real this is a real like two thousand two ass party. Yeah. Um they do like the kind of the flirty romantic dialogue, which I thought it was good. Like a like That's- it builds or like in the first 15 minutes, you kind of like both of them and yeah, you want them to get together. Exactly. That's the, one of the things I wanted to say. Um make sure we, we mention is the fact that um, the script is really good, I think. Like, I think the dialogue is, is really well-written, gen- generally well-written, and all the performances are really good. Like, the four main characters, where it's um, Danny Radcliffe, Zoe Kazan, Adam Driver, obviously, and then he, he hooks up with Mackenzie Davis at one point, and yeah. then just ends up marrying her, and they're just a great couple for the entire movie. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, but no, everybody's, everybody's so, just so freaking charming, uh, and it's yeah. it's 
well written enough that there's never a moment that I didn't feel like something felt inauthentic, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But it's also funny in a way yeah. where it's like they don't miss an opportunity. Like what I like is like they're flirting at the party. It's charming. They're funny, not too funny. They're not like they don't all feel like they're the writer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they they do a lot of good stuff. Like the part where they cut into them walking down the street after the party and you just hear the tail end of the conversation at Daniel Radcliffe going, oh yeah, I read in the tabloids he's a cannibal and she faked Parkinson's. And then they like move on and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like it's shit like that where they add in these these like really funny little like almost at like surreal pieces of dialogue mm-hmm. that, that don't like that don't quite take you out well, because they all seem like... It's how they sh- it's how they show how the characters are like vibing or like connecting. Yeah, right? exactly. it's, it's you find yourself in these weird conversations that free of context are like, what the hell are these people talking about? But you're on just the, the characters are on just such a uh, wavelength together that that's how you get to that point. And that's how, and, you know, friendships and relationships work. Right. And it's like you start to feel like you're in on their jokes. You're in yeah. on this, these this friend group. Like, I love that. <laughs> They, uh, he keeps. Me- they keep meeting up at like sport, like low, low level sporting events, and yeah, uh, it's a fun through line for at- Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver's at a karate tournament at first. A youth karate tournament. Yeah. a youth karate tournament. And they're like yelling and heckling, and then they have shows, beer. And yeah, like, Mackenzie Davis shows up with beer. <laughs> and he's like, In "Where did cups. you get beer at a youth karate tournament?" Yeah, and like stuff like that is like. It's quirky and it's again it's not quite reality but it's perfect in a way where it's like it's it's also not completely unrealistic like it's the perfect like mix of dirtbag friends. Yeah. Where yeah. We we knew everybody had a friend that was a version of Adam Driver. Um if yeah. you if you weren't that friend yourself and I think we all kind of were the Adam Driver at some point right. in our 20s. Um, yeah, where he's just yeah. but like the other thing that I, when I said it, the movie never really felt inauthentic to me is a big problem in romantic comedies is obviously you have to have like an end of act two moment you have to have a moment where there's like trouble in paradise or whatever where there's yeah. something happens where the two uh, eventual lovebirds are mad at each other something happens the relationship yeah. is in jeopardy um and it's oftentimes that's a really tricky thing to pull off because it has to be either so sitcom where it's about like a miscommunication or a misunderstanding it's, it's not what it looks like right it's like yeah or it has to be something where it's like well there's no like it makes you angry with one of the characters for interpreting a, 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 an interaction in a certain way I think yeah. this movie felt real in 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 what the the um conflict is. Did you feel yeah. the same? Yeah, no, no. What it does is so it takes all the like again, it takes some of the tropes and it grounds it, in yeah. my opinion. Where like, for example, later in the film, Adam Driver's character uh and his I think not wife yet, fiance. Yeah, it's uh, they all go Davis. to the they go to the beach um with the with Daniel Radcliffe and um uh fucking zoe kazan uh, zoe kazan yeah um and um they they go they go in the water and then uh 
Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan go in the water. Then when they come back, their their clothes are stolen, and and then their dirt bag friends. It turns out left them a single sw- sleeping bag, stole their clothes, and took the car. And that's something that would be in a romantic comedy movie where it's like, oh, the friends force them to basically yeah, kind of force confront them it. To, yeah to yeah and the but what ha- and and normally that would be they the they would use it as a romantic scene in this movie they make it a fucking nightmare because that's what it, that's actually, what it would, would actually be. be yeah and they are pissed at their friends they have a terrible night nothing happens the, and it's perfect because the idea is like they took away their agency yeah they fucking were like they they, they were trying they, to, made, they were trying to shove them together exactly and they made it a problem because at that point they're still kind of like a little flirty and they haven't confronted it and so like by right. trying to force it's, the it's issue, still a real delicate actually... situation between them even though they're not really be right. they're not not like you're saying they haven't confronted it yet i've had le- i've had lesser versions of this happen where a friend would be like why don't you two hook up yes. thinking they're like doing yeah. a favor yeah and it's like well now and you just made it impossible and it's because... awful yeah it makes a it's a terrible night for the both of you <laughs> Yeah, because it's like you give me, let me fucking facilitate this process with this person. Don't try to act like your matchmaker. Right, and they do exactly that. It's shit like that where it's like they do the trope, but then it they do it in a way that you're like, yeah, that's the, that's the actual way. Uh, right, these that's, things. That's the happen. way you would respond to that. Yeah. And so, like you said, like there's always these moments where in a romantic comedy you have to act like assholes, and in this one. Um, it's, it's like people overreacting, but then sort of immediately kind of admitting it, um, being aware of it. And I think overreacting in not hugely over the top ways and in ways that I felt like were kind of understandable. Yeah. Cause like a good, the, 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 oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go. The, The big moment is when Radcliffe sits down with her and finally, admits how he feels about uh, her about Zoe Kazan and she's furious with him because she's going through this difficult time with her guy Braves Ball he's in Ireland because he's a UN lawyer and they've been doing a long distance thing and it's been tough she flew out to see him and it didn't go super great Um, and she's thinking about taking this other job in Taiwan so she's about to uproot her whole life and she's kind of spinning around and wanted to talk to him about that and he sits down and he's like, yeah, I flew out to, to Ireland to try to meet you. And then Ben Rafesball punched me in the face. And anyway, I've been in love with you pretty much since the moment I met you. And she gets fucking pissed at him. And she acts like it's, uh, she treats it like a, she feels betrayed by it, right? Because right, she and it's also to, fucking weird that he flew to Dublin. It's weird, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's crossing a line. It's a boundary thing. And yeah. she wanted a friend in this moment. And he's like, this is my, so it's like, you like them both and you you but it's also completely understandable why this interaction would go as shittily as it did they're setting it up like and this is what a good romantic comedy does it's mm-hmm. a tragedy first right right exactly the first the third act becomes uh, like right before the third act or right into the third act it's a tragedy where it creates this near miss where it's like oh this thing that could have happened between these two people if circumstances were just slightly different and that's what they create where it's like they're both just they they missed each other essentially yeah they're perfect Um, for each other yeah but then they 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 don't they their vibes misalign essentially where he does a thing that's like a gesture that doesn't quite work out Mm -hmm. and then it's weird after the fact and she's in the wrong 
And then when she goes home, she's like, I really fucked up. Like, she knows she's like, I kind of uh, like, she doesn't say she overreacted, but she's no, like, but I she, think I might have fucked up. Right. She thinks she like got maybe too angry at him. Yeah, exactly. So they that's the stuff that they, they do really well. The other thing uh, that they do really well is like, again, it's these perfect near misses. The sister. I really liked what they did with the sister. So she has a hot sister who mm. uh, is like, they do the thing where they're just friends at first, and the sister's like, oh, okay. So he's up for grabs. Why wouldn't he be? Right, of course. I'm going to try, I'm gonna try to, to fuck Daniel Radcliffe. He's Harry Potter. Um, and so she's doing a thing where she, like, she's trying to be into it, and then at, at Adam Driver's wedding, she like, you know, tries to hook up, and he's, he's like, not, not into it, but he realizes via a very fun fantasy that like if this happens it's completely closing the yeah, door that, that door is closed forever if you have sex yeah. with zoe kazan's sister so he, he rejects her and she gets really mad and drives off kicks her kicks him out of the car and i believe drunk drives away um and um then you do the next day. So this is where the, it's like, oh, no, is it going to be an Adam Sandler film? I'm going to keep using Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler films tend to do the most low-hanging this hands romantic in, This happens stuff. in The Wedding Singer as well. Yeah. So she turns and goes, you know, he's a real creep. He, like, he like came on to me and, I, and he was, like, really handsy. And you're like, no, don't. This is such an awful conflict. And then she's like, yeah, and the cops came and he shot all the cops. And then you realize, like, <laughs> Yeah, she's only half serious, and then it's very clear that, like, uh, they know that, like, okay, yeah, he's still fine. <laughs> like, it's that, where they introduce this concept of, like, oh, no, is she gonna, like, make, turn her on Daniel Radcliffe? But then you realize it's just two sisters kind of fooling around, and then she's like, yeah, I actually really right. embarrassed it's myself like, in front of him. Yeah. And she takes it away. It's like they're acknowledging the trope. Exactly, but without doing it too winkingly. Right. And then later when she's she gets she he's talking to her at when she goes to uh to dublin to see ben he the sisters in the apartment she's in a towel and she's like it's never gonna happen you need to fucking end this and you think like oh no are they gonna fuck here and then they don't and so they keep doing the thing where they you can see the bad decisions that in a lesser like romantic comedy the character would make to create conflict right like a less and grounded then, movie where exactly yep. right yeah they do they seem seemingly do some of these things just to create conflict right like there's no reason for the sister to be getting out of the shower in a towel with if not for you to thinking like oh no is this going to be a sex exactly thing? yeah they, they wanted to put that in in your mind when they did that scene for certain because every like i thought that as well at this i went through yeah. the same experience you did and i'm sure most, yeah. a lot of people probably did that because I'm, I'm certain that was their intent yeah so the movie is very good at like these subtle little subtle little moments um I like just little things that you like, again, in the first 12 minutes, you like both characters and you want them to get together. And there's they, like a lot of that comes from like, uh, like a lot of their dialogue. It reminded me of something like Dante and Randall and clerks where um, different style, but like, they'll talk about like pickles and she's like, I hate pickles. It's like embalming. And they're doing this back and forth where you're like, they're bouncing off each other in a way that you're like, Oh, I love it. I love them together. They're, they have great charisma. Yeah, right? and then uh, what I also like is that they show that that charisma exists between them and the other couple, between Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis. So it's like yeah. it's like showing that 
it's it this is it's not just it, like this is an authentic thing for them all if that makes sense exactly and this is where they belong exactly and they do a that, good job yes. with little things like um she goes to be with ben and she tries to tell like the same silly fucking conversational joke about cool whip with them and they do a good job with that where they don't they don't like snub her they're just like not trying to play it along. Good. Yeah, right. exactly. They're, they're just not all they're vibing, not as, and they're not like the same yeah. kind of personality type. They're just not the same. It's not the right. same. They're not bad people. people. Yeah. They, they again. It's it's the like when nobody is two dimensional. Ben's right. a little bit. Ben is a little bit. Yeah. But then they add in these fun little nightmares with them, like the Ben scene. The first time he meets Ben. Um, yeah, he's chopping vegetables, talking to him, and then injects a conversation about, are you trying to fuck my girlfriend in like within the conversation? Yeah. And then you're like, okay. And then he just burns his idiot eye and then <laughs> falls accidentally out the falls window. out a window, <laughs> which is like a tremendous offer in this film right. where it's probably the most unrealistic the film right. gets. Right. It's the hugest it gets. And that's pretty huge. Yeah. <laughs> But it's this balance because, again, it's the person behind Goon. So there's this like balance of like, then he's in the ambulance and he's like, oh God, because they're like numbing him. And he's like, what if I shit myself? And then the paramedic just adds, Excuse me, surprise you know, how often that happens. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Worst part of Worst my job. Worst part of my job. <laughs> there is and a bit so of like, surreal. Like, there's like, um, uh, Zoe Kazan is an animator and she does a lot of paper crafts. So there's a lot of paper craft daydreaming in this. And then there's yes, also there like, you described really with the uh, the kind of the fun little um, sort of not daydream but like vision that he has when Zoe Kazan appears to him. It's like okay, well, if you have sex with my sister, you understand that this is never going to happen, right? Yeah, there's so a height reality. Yeah, exactly. Even though the characters and do mostly behave very groundedly in a way that was really cool. That's kind of what it is. Like Nick and Nora, you mentioned. Nick and Nora really is a little enjoy. bit similar, yeah. Where it's like, there's a little hum- heightened reality. It's a little hipstery, but not really, honestly. Not as much one... as you would have expected for that movie. Yeah, but this, that's, this that's movie... a different podcast. Yeah, but this movie too, isn't that twee? Like, it's not it's not nearly the tweeness right. that it, you'd expect. It, seems tw- it probably seems twee as shit in a lot of the places we're describing. But it, it really isn't as much as you would expect. The humor is more dumb. Um, yeah. And they they understand like they do again all the beats they do these well, very little pushes with the characters that all feel very grounded while like their dialogue and their actions are just a little fucking over the top right, silly, there's, right? There, and there's the, the I wouldn't say the gags are dumb they're just not trying to be oh I just said what I was gonna say they're just not jokes that are trying to dazzle you with how clever they are they're just gags yeah. the only character I flagged honestly was um, his boss was a little too clever his boss when he talks to him in one scene oh yeah 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 a With little the, when he too... wants him to rewrite the technical manual yeah like i felt like it needed to just be their little friend group and like um that was the only part that made me go like right because that's that's more of the, the it, it, that's the whole idea of like this is where you belong and that's where that spark is for them just for them as people yeah. and not just for them as a couple so that was kind of what like the movie was saying yeah, I felt like that was the one part. I love the uh, Adam Driver arguing. Uh, oh, I think this is at the karate tournament, him arguing that you can eat your poop once, but not twice. Right, it's right. Because it's super toxic <laughs> when you poop it back you. out. Yeah, One's fine. Yeah, I like the wingman line later, which says, you wanted me to go tell her you have six nipples. <laughs> like, yeah, please like, do, please do. But actually, you know what? Um, you know what? It'll actually be better if she hears it from me. 
Yeah. He walks over there. There's a lot of like fun little exchanges yeah, there's like good that. Little gags in there. Yeah. Again, uh, it, it's it's the exact same species. I want to say as an Adam Sandler f- romantic film, where it's like, okay, we have comedy, but his comedy is always and nothing against like I like the Wedding Singer. I like a lot of Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, films, I really like the Wedding Singer. Actually, films are always so much louder with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's a more heightened reality, and the characters act even more unrealistic. Right, yeah, because that's whereas that's the Sandman. Yeah, and the, it's a very weird comparison because these tonally, these films are nothing alike. They just have a like where it's like a zany friend, um, romantic comedy. It has the same components. Yeah, they're a uh, little they're a little similar, like this and Wedding Singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. But there's just they they do just a damn good job at like kind of um I don't know, navigating that stuff. Like when he gets mad at Adam Driver, it's not like a big stupid thing. He they just hang out again later. Right, and um, it's resolved. But in the scene where it's like a genuine it's, it's like a, when, it's like a genuine apology scene. But yeah, he's also what is he watching? He's uh, heckling like old people playing some playing weird... um oh what is that called? It's like old um ah shit it's on the tip of my brain it's with the where they roll balls into other balls ah fuck anyway they're playing that um and he's just it's just beard he's just sitting on a bench like heckling them yeah (laughs) but like that scene is like a genuine uh, like apology scene that probably a lot of us have been through where it's like you you're either the one apologizing or it's one of your friends but you like you know you did something fucked up and stupid and you're like uh it's not a, they don't make a huge deal out of it but like it's still you still feel the emotion of it like it's not like a big huge emotional blow up but it's still like you still feel it if that makes sense like yeah driver apologizes well, and yeah, like and i think Radcliffe, daniel like, radcliffe he, storms off at the end and yeah, then he's just he's, sort of sitting there heckling and it's like kind of sad what he's doing right yeah exactly <laughs> it's like less funny yeah at, at the it, end it, of the it seems a little bit more pathetic um they do yeah yeah again really light touches i really liked what they did with the sister for example because he has this nephew and he's living in his sister's attic radcliffe's Um, sister yeah 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 and um you know they do a cute scene where she goes out on a date and then uh you know uh then it's just him and the kid watching the thing and he keeps going close your eyes and the kid's like sure and like not closing his eyes at all yeah it's like okay you can open him again (laughs) yeah and the sister comes home and she basically said, like, if it's a good date, I'll be back at midnight. If it's a bad date, I'll be back at eight. She comes home. It's clearly earlier. She sighs. She gets some ice cream. She just sits down and watches the movie. And you know, like, oh, that was a bad date, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it didn't go And well. so they do this nice little mini arc where, like, then it ha- there's, like, three pieces. That, then the nephew being like, I want to talk to you. And he's like, not now. My life is fucked. And then the sister confronting him and being like, you, you, you know, you can't do that he's the only fucking father figure you have um and then within that fight she chokes on the sandwich she's eating because she's yelling at him while eating the sandwich right and he heimlicks her and then she keeps and then eating she the sandwich <laughs> and, it, and it undercuts it in a non-meta way that i thought worked where it's like the fight is genuine um but it's still a little funny and that also serves this purpose of grounding him which i realized was a part of this where like the movie is trying to create a dilemma that doesn't feel solvable at first right Mm -hmm. like she has this taiwan thing where it's like um 
they do this thing where like this guy gets a promotion over her and then you learn like no she gave him she turned down she the got promotion. offered it first but didn't want it because it was a, she, yeah she wanted to just be an animator and didn't want to have all that managerial responsibility which i get yep yeah oh another thing about this movie that i like is um it's equally from both of their perspectives um that's important yes 100 percent. Right? they are co-leads yep and it's, they both we, have... it's kind of more from his perspective because we do start with him so i think we're just kind of by that token just sort of anchored to him but it is i think it is genuinely like evenly split between the two of them yeah and they both have these career and life arcs where they're kind of a little stuck they're not sure what to do with themselves it's kind of the anti la la land with <laughs> what it ends up being um where it's like this idea that they're presented with it's like well daniel radcliffe they they again they inject this idea that it's like he can't leave here like he's got his nephew his sister he's grounded here um and then he's a failed uh, med student. He dropped out mm-hmm. because his um, girlfriend cheated on him with a teacher. So he's kind of given up on things. And then she's like, uh, she's not taking promotions because she just feels content to be there, right? Yeah. Until her boyfriend essentially is like uproots their relationship to be like, I'm moving here. So like you, you think at first, like, again, they make it this thing where it's like, oh, which will she choose? Will she move to Taiwan or will she be with uh, Harry Potter? And they do a good job at like, no, it could be both, you know? Yeah, both can happen. Both can happen because it's only for a year that she's going to go there. He can go there with her. He goes to med school in Taiwan. It's like 18 Um, months, but yeah. 18 months, right. Um, and so like they do a good job at like giving you that satisfying where it's not unsolvable it's just unsolvable when people aren't speaking to each other right right and so is it tends to be a crutch like we were already saying in a lot of romantic comedies yeah and they they still kind of i feel like they they managed to get around all that i think Um, i think so yeah you notice that this movie rhymes? It's poetry, Tom? Oh, that it begins and ends at the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I did, Dave, I did. And I be- then him deleting the phone. They show that, the idea of this cycle, right? Of, like, breaking that cycle of, like, him at the beginning, he's on the roof, deleting this... Uh, this message from his ex-girlfriend that's 385 days old, where she's like, yeah. no, we can talk and work it out. Like, oh. And yeah. deleting, I think, her phone number, and then at the end, he's gonna do that, but he breaks the cycle. He goes to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they give each other. They both the give each other the Elvis, Elvis sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, the 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 fried peanut butter jelly and bacon sandwich is called a fool's gold. You're right, which is like a con- the their first conversation about that. Um, it was one of them. It was an early com. It wasn't the first. It's like yeah. a it's like a Harry, Harry met Sally moment when they're at the diner. I think is when they're talking about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they get into how much and- poop was in Elvis's body, Dave. Right. Right. <laughs> I felt like that would have yeah. stuck out to you. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> that was excellent. Very excellent scene. Two thumbs up. It's a lot of fun. And then they also mirror at the movie theater, where when they're at the movie theater in the beginning, mm-hmm. they both went to see A Princess Bride together, or no, separate. Separately, And then yeah. they go outside and they run into each other. And then at the end, they're both leaving the airport, and it seems like they're doing it separately, but they're together. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this movie is about... I mean, he sort of says it. I mean, it's it's a romantic comedy, right? So we we all know kind of the 
the uh, obvious uh, the tropes and the messages, but I thought they just did a very good job at talking about like I I really think like the core of what a romantic comedy should be. Like mm-hmm. when you talk about a horror movie, where it's like, what's the core of a horror movie? It's it's fear. It's a survival basic fear, right? Yeah. Um, and wondering like, what is the core of a romantic comedy? What is it exactly tapping into? Um, and I think there's some element where it's tapping into like the chaos of the world and seizing moments as they come right that's the whole thing right every romantic regret is about someone who you saw at a party and you didn't like go right, through with in, in the midst yeah the, or you yeah. didn't pick up on the flirtations and it's always about like ah oh, what if this could have happened i yeah. mean that's the name of the fucking uh movie it's one name of it the, it's american name but yeah you're right yeah. It's, it's sort of about like the moments like the the the, the stillness in the chaos as it were yeah and so like there's a there's a good job where it's there's a line in in super in james gunn's super where um elliot page says um something about what happens in between the panels in a comic book oh nice that's always a line that's always stuck to me and i think it's a similar idea to what you're talking about yeah because it's that's okay so there's one more thread that we didn't talk about that i also think they do a very good job at which is um, Daniel Radcliffe was just cheated on, right? And then he talks about how his parents like cheated on each other. Um, yeah, they were both very successful surgeons, and they both were they were a disaster as a married couple. Yeah, and that's why when he walked in on his girlfriend cheating on him, he was like, and then I just saw my future with he my panicked. parents. Yeah, so he yeah, dropped so out of med Kazan, school. Zoe Kazan's thing is her mother died. I forget if there was she had some. I guess she's just in a relationship, but that's part of it. Um, so there's this idea of like Adam driver's character. They both, these, these four people, they meet each other at party, right? Or Mm -hmm. these two couples and they show like two versions, right? Where the other couple, she's also dating someone, but she basically just cheats on this person. They get immediately without even thinking about it. She notices the connection and just takes the chance right away. Yeah, so the idea is that they're like the alternate version where it's like they immediately seize the opportunity and we watch them just like speed through a relationship and it goes great. But they don't care who they hurt along the way is the idea. They're just like bulls just charging through the situation. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I think the idea for the other two is they've seen the pain those things cause. And there is a scene, right, where Adam Driver says like, we're not uh, unaware of that. Like we, we've been in, we've been hurt, you know? Yeah. But that's sort of the, the feeling is like when they steal the clothes and stuff, they're like, come on, just do it. And it's like, fuck you. Uh, we have to consider other lives. And I think that's right. why they introduce stuff like the sister and, and Ben and stuff where it's like, we're just not going to fuck everybody over. Yeah. Yeah. There's a line that driver says where he's uh, like, um, it's when Radcliffe is, I forget, it's one scene that they're having where he's talking about how he got cheated on and how it, like, and, and what happened with his parents and how that's sort of, like, kind of affected his worldview. Um, and then he says to Driver something like, well, you mean, you when you guys got together, like, she cheated on her boyfriend. And it's like, yeah, well, we ended up married when she said it worked out in the end. Like, this, this, isn't that, doesn't that make right. it okay? And then Radcliffe's like, well, no, that just means you're okay with marrying somebody who's okay with cheating. And he's like, all right, hold on, pal. 
Right. But it's also it's like you don't know like what it's like you you're not the only person who's ever had been hurt. And he says like her her ex boyfriend was a dick. And it's in that moment you're like, oh right, we never really considered what that re- we have no idea what that relationship was like. We're just sort of like ah well she cheated on her boyfriend at a party with Adam Driver. They just took that chance and ran with it. They yeah. didn't care who her about boyfriend they hurt. treated her like shit. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We have no idea what that relationship was. Right. So. And he also says like love is messy. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's this like it actually reminds me of like there's like like this false dichotomy between like having kids right which is like like people being like just fucking do it you know don't think about it don't overthink it you know like like my parents they just did it they did it when they were young and then there's the idea like the idiocracy thing right where it's like overthinking it and then versus people who just like fuck a bunch and have a bunch of kids. And I do think that's a false dichotomy where it's like, it's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, There are ways it's an emotional decision. And that's sort of what's going on here where it's like, at first it feels that way where it's like, they're, they're thinking about it so much um, where it's like, they keep giving them these opportunities where you do the, you know, the scenes, the, the changing room, um, the beach where you're like, ah, just fucking do it already. You know? Oh yeah. The changing Um, room. I forgot about. Right, but the changing room's a good example where she's like, don't look, I'm stuck in this dress. And it's like, and it's like neither of them want to betray the other's trust. Yeah. Um, and so they're so considerate that they're fucking it up at the same time. They're overthinking it, but they don't know they're overthinking it because they have no way to know what's in the other one's fucking head. Right. Um, and so, it, just, it just turns into a good, like, it's that good romantic tension. It's a good right. romantically tense scene, for sure. But I, I do like that they are kind of held back by this philosophy, which isn't necessarily bad, and they implant it in them very well, which is like, I don't want to be the other guy or the other girl. Like, I don't want to be the one, I don't want to cause that pain. I don't think my happiness is worth causing more pain, or even my, to someone like Ben, who's a dick. It shouldn't come at the expense of somebody else's. Yeah, that's why I wish Ben was a like that's why I wish they made Ben a little more likable where you're like like she has to just do it. Like she has to do the hard thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. cuz that that creates that dilemma a little more. Right. Um, yeah. They it would have been I would have appreciated that. I, I honestly at one point during this movie, I, maybe this is a crazy thought. Like part of me was like I kind of maybe they shouldn't end up together. <laughs> like maybe well, that, that would be a good I, lesson. That's what was good about this is they they do they do that work where Daniel Radcliffe's like, he's not scummy, but he's very self-loathing in a way where it's like, you also think like, I don't know, man, let it go. Yeah. Just but move they on. Do, just move on. They do a good job at making them so compatible that you don't quite want that. But part of me was and thinking also, like, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not e- an easy thing to do. I mean, it's, it's the adult responsible thing to do. It's, it, it's, it's yeah. hard. It, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do. The movie was messy enough that you did think, like I did at certain points of like, maybe they won't get together. Yeah. Like it, it could be a fucking, uh, it's a bad comparison, but a lost in translation, which isn't, you know, exactly the ending is more complicated for that movie because one of them's fucking Bill Murray and the other one's Scarlett Johansson. Um, right. And, but like, but I do still like had the that way feeling that of like, what if, yeah. it, oh yeah, lost in translation ended Perfectly. where it should have ended. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean, where I thought like, oh, maybe it'll be more messy than that, which is yeah. like, we had this moment and that moment's gone. Um, and that's that. Because the movie's called What If, which I, honestly, I think is actually the better title than the F word, considering everything we're talking about. Yeah. Because the whole movie, again, is about this chaos, them 
seeing each other at a party and then he finds out that she has a boyfriend at that and that's when he does kind of the dick thing where he's like okay not interested in this person which is a dick thing but it's also honest right it's honest. Like, i wouldn't really call it a party a, i wouldn't really call it a dick thing i mean well it is a little bit but he's being it's, he's being honest because he's like well i was romantically interested in her in her that that colored that whole experience so he just loses her number and then they happen yeah. to run each other run into each other again later it's a little it's more of a dick to himself because it's like honestly i've had very rich relationships friendships with people that i might have at first been flirting with or like wanted you know what i mean like that, yeah sure that of course happens. of course that happens all the time like you meet people and then over time you're like oh man no what was i thinking you know you get you get over it you get mm-hmm. over it and you yeah. gain a friend that happens many to, to all sorts of people sure. so like for me i was like oh you asshole you know like it's that where it's like he's not it's like a dick move again like to himself where it's like it's possible to gain a friend here um so but the point being that then he gets a second opportunity they run into each other again so it's this idea of like they keep getting fate keeps pushing them together in this chaos and then they're just overthinking it um within it and it's like your window is fucking and it's not even really And so at some point you have to make the leap you know you have to if you want that to happen yeah and so like they do a good job with that where it's like it's like this fucking beating like racing the clock situation right Mm -hmm. where it's like i understand being strategic and not like because the idea is also like he says to adam driver like what if i do this and he's like well then she might resent you for this like they go through the options right that's a really funny scene where he's trying to give him advice like okay so i can either be sleazy or pathetic or i forget what the other one was right because at first he's like he's like well what if i just go for it and he's like well she'll either conniving that's the other one conniving sleazy conniving or pathetic yeah she'll reject you or she'll be into it but then she'll resent she won't want to date you because you broke up her and ben and then he's like okay what's the other and he's like well you could be your friend and just slowly give her bad advice so that ben and her naturally break up and then you move in and that's like the sleazy or the conniving one (laughs) so now so it could be conniving yeah and he's like what's the final thing he's like or you can just sit around and wait and maybe they break up maybe they don't and then you're just forever fucking looking in the window um which is pathetic and so it feels like it it is all of those like they the movie does a good job at the beginning of presenting it that way where like i mean we've been in the world long enough that we know that there's more options right but they do a good job at like setting that up so the characters feel like that's his options right right Um, they do and they do address like two more at the end of the scene i forget one of them is he finally driver just says well you could there is always option number five which is you just walk you just move on you just move on yeah yeah and um, I don't know. I do wish they kind of played with that a little more because I, I think they've chose the right age. Apparently, originally, this was cast with older actors. Oh, OK. Um, and I'm glad they didn't do that. One, because I believe one of them was going to be Casey Affleck. So, you know. Oh, dear. Different let's not, movie. Let's not, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. And so but other also because I feel like the dilemma they created is very early 20s. Um, yeah, it's, very it's much when your like, your life is is starting, and you're not sure if you want to. Yeah, it's it's things are starting to go into motion. You don't know where you're where you want to set down your anchor. You don't know. It's it's yeah. It makes total sense. 
and everything feels like this long-term commitment and you're like don't fuck up like these crossroads or you're, feel you're like scared right you're you're scared it might be a long-term commitment and you don't know if you're ready for that like i yeah exactly. for sure everything feels like a major crossroads when like everything feels older, like a major realize, decision yeah yeah you realize that's literally every decision so you can't think of it that way right so it's like it's that idea of like they're not entertaining the idea of like what if there's only one person a soulmate they're not doing that but they are doing the thing where it's like moving on for him is just he can't fucking fathom it um and again you get it where it's like they they get along really well Mm -hmm. um but they're like they're like a little naive while not being stupid if that makes sense um yeah i think so so. yeah it's just a really good fucking tackling of this subject yeah and it's charming as hell yeah i think romantic comedies are way more reductive about this shit than they because a romantic comedy or romance can be really fucking complicated it could be dr shivago it could be an epic (laughs) it could span fucking generations if you do it right right and it's weird that a lot of romantic comedies like boil it really really down to like they've known each other for 10 minutes and and now they're in love and like so like this does a really good job at like recognizing the nuance and kind of exploring it more than you'd expect it to right yeah yeah it was a really pleasant surprise it really was because i was not sitting down to this movie expecting anything um the very the very first shot is a good reveal where he's sitting on the roof listening to the message and everything about the construction and his emotion makes you think this he has just received this message so when he looks at his phone and you see it was like 380s odd days ago that's a good that's a good first reveal i was like oh this is interesting (laughs) yeah it's a well-made movie yeah um director of goon sure i enjoyed goon yeah you can kind of feel that the goonie you can feel some of the goonness michael douse is his name um i'm just quickly seeing what else he did uh stuber was that any good i didn't see it coffee and cream eight bit christmas i guess i like this is making me want to see those movies because i didn't see any of them uh because they did not have in my opinion very good ads um but that doesn't no, mean the movies they didn't <laughs> but now i'm like shit maybe those are good maybe movies. they're good i don't know maybe i'll check yeah. them out yeah there's this uh, i don't have too much more to say about this movie it's uh it's uh, it's a uh, 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 it's it was very cute charming as hell charming as shit um uh, yeah a lot lot better than i expected yeah same harrison millie thank you so much for uh you know granting us this delightful little film it was good it was fun um i was pleasantly surprised yeah Yeah. totally it was a very pleasant surprise yeah this is through our patreon don't you know uh (laughs) patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh you go on there you give just five of your dollars a month. You get access to a bunch of podcasts. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. Star Trek, the next Futurama spiel boys. Um, there's uh, you for, for a little more, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. There's a bunch of shit you can do on there. So check it out. Yeah. We also have a store. Head over to gameplayemployed.com. We can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool, original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your little F word peepers onto that yeah and uh, so for canadians that's like an online it's like a retail store but in the internet so i don't know where you guys at are at with the internet now 
but if you have that, you should check this out. Yeah, yeah. If Just it exists, get on there. Start, start surfing the web. Yeah, put down your fucking bags of milk. Mm-hmm, your milk bags. Set those yeah. aside. You won't need them for a while because you're entering the information superhighway. You are. And uh, there's so much to learn about. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now you'll finally learn about 9-11, which it'll be a yeah. bummer. But, Brace you know. yourselves. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Yeah.